Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. It's a classic case of who done it on Monday Night Raw. We have Roman Reigns. We have him taking on who did he take on? I didn't even have to do this intro. The other Samoan named Joe. That's right, Roman Reigns. He forgot Samoa Joe's name, but he did take on Samoa Joe. And then we find out at the end who attacked Enzo Amore all along. Right now, you're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV, and now. Let the buzz begin. Backstabbers, smile on your face. Backstabbers, smile on your face. Yeah. Backstabbers. Backstabbers. We could do this for an hour, and Denise could just dance <laughs> to it. Have the long tour. Words, guys. We do. Trust Trusting. me. Oh, we me know. And Big J Washington, <laughs> we know the lyrics to Backstabbers by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, right. What's up, everybody? This is the Raw After Show right here in AfterBuzz TV. We got a first time forever squad tonight. I'm very excited. I've actually never done a show with either one of these two individuals before, but guess what? We put a good team together, and we're going to do it leading up to Great Balls of Fire in 13 days. That's the first Great Balls of Fire reference. Many more to come. So let's get into it. Will we have a counter? That's right. <laughs> Ooh. Jimbo, could we get a Great Balls of Fire counter on the screen? <laughs> Jimbo says one. one. <laughs> that is, I don't, I, don't, I don't think anyone can see it, but I think the, the more times we say great balls of fire, that's three. That's, that's three. three now. We're just going to have to point towards the screen and we'll count. <laughs> and everyone in chat roll, feel free to count along with us. Anyway, so Marquia uh, is on assignment. She's busy tonight. And we have a essentially a new foursome that's that's on its way, but uh, but right now, is the present and this is what's most important is I got my new team here and I can't wait it's gonna be a lot of fun find me on Twitter at jquasto Instagram the whole deal the gentleman I usually go ladies first but I'm gonna give her more of a grand introduction yeah. at the end the gentleman across from me he's a fellow comedy brethren he's a 16 year pro wrestling veteran and the co-host of the trusty sidekick podcast find him on Twitter at Mr. J Washington because yes. Mr. J Washington Thank you, man. I'm glad to be here, man. This is going to be fun. Well, you know what's great is, like, you and I somehow haven't really crossed paths. And you tweeted, like, a week ago, literally the same day I was, you tweeted, like, I have a feeling Jay Quasso and I could be buddies and talk about wrestling and get a lot of laughs in. And I was like, dude, that's, I was thinking the same damn thing today. I was like, I should be friends with Jay. And it worked. And now we're... Don't, don't stop this bromance. Yeah, this yeah, bromance yeah. is happening. Yeah. Your, your time will come to this. <laughs> you'll, you'll get this moment. But I just love the fact that I was thinking the same thing that day. It's very weird. Well, at least it worked out, and I'm glad to be here, man. Let's talk this crazy two, three hours. Oh, why is it still three hours? Three and a half. This three and a half hour show. <laughs> it shouldn't be. God, it shouldn't be three hours. Well, that's a whole other story. Hey, look, if sponsors are willing to pay me money, I'll do a nine-hour show. And that's the only reason it's still, you know, sponsors are like, we got to get this WWE money to look at look at the people that watch it. Okay, so what can we put on? Yeah. Every program from USA. Hey, and Totinos, what? I'll talk about you. <laughs> How about your boy? Pizza rolls! Yeah, whatever other sponsors you want to get at me, toilet paper, I'll talk about it. Let's make it happen. Better squeeze the Charmins. <laughs> so you got the voice. Charmins. Charmins. Make sure you squeeze it like Roman Reigns squeezes his best. It'll make you feel just right. 
It's my yard now. And next to Mr. J. Washington. <laughs> she is a host here at Afterbus TV. Lifelong fanatic, as you can see by the oversized Macho Man t shirt. Yeah, that's how you know when it's <laughs> oversized. Same. It's like you stole that from someone. <laughs> no, I made that up myself. Like right that is now not on your the shirt. spot. <laughs> like, that is not your shirt. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Is it really? Yeah. Did you order it I mean, online it without checking the size? Yeah. What happened? Um, actually, ever since I was a kid, uh, when my uncle would take me to wrestling events, he always would buy me a size large. Awesome. I don't know why, and so ever since then, my shirts are always oversized, unless I get them in the little boys' department. Sure. There you go. <laughs> well, anyways, find her on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo, because she's Denise Salcedo. Thank you. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Even though I feel like I need like oh some romance going on here. There's too much bromance. I feel left, look, feel well, left out. Look, you're in a <laughs> handsome sandwich right now. You take all this slobbing. <laughs> we got you covered. <laughs> With this robbery cap. Oh, man. Well, I want to talk about the end right away. But we got to go beginning to end. We will get to it as we steamroll towards Great Balls of Fire. Four. Four. All right. Starting off. <laughs> Roman Reigns, he's got this big announcement about SummerSlam. Did anyone really not know what he was going to say? I thought he, I was hoping just for some god unknown reason they would have swerved it and finally done an interpromotional show mm-hmm. for SummerSlam and him challenge Cena. Unless they're oh. going to save that for Mania. Because Cena's mean, a free agent. Cena's a free agent. How? I don't know. I don't know. Like, what, when did he become a free agent? You get engaged and now you're a free agent? Because he's John Cena. That's why. I mean, literally, <laughs> that's what they did. Because he got engaged, he hadn't been seen after WrestleMania, and now all of a sudden he's a free agent. Well, I think being engaged breaks off all contracts in life. Well, of course, because being married don't do anything. Because, of course, The Miz and Maurice got moved together yeah. to Raw. However, Dean Ambrose got split up from his wife. Real quick, yeah, that's a good point. But it's that's what I thought his announcement was going to be at SummerSlam. I'm challenging John Cena. Let's see if Cena uh, accepts it. Come July, 4th. I would have been okay with that. I would have been perfectly fine with that, as opposed to the I'm the number one contender at SummerSlam. How? Yeah, it where was no Angle sense. there? That's the moment where Kurt Angle needs to come. Because if you really, I don't know what direction Roman Reigns is going to. The way he gave attitude to Joe, I mean, look, Joe, he calls him just a guy named Joe. He gets in his face after Samojo <laughs> comes out. And he says, "To me, you'll just be Joe." I'm like, "This is like the most vindictive we've seen Roman Reigns be on the mic." Denise, where was Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle needs to come down to the ring and be like, "Hey, I'm the boss, man." Yeah, honestly, I I don't get it. When this happened, I mean, I knew it was gonna happen just because I was reading stuff prior online, but it just doesn't make sense. Like, why didn't any of the other guys come out and say, like, for example, like Finn? He could have been like, you know, well, I want to be the number one contender so here it is this is my decision at first I was like exactly where is Kurt Angle why isn't the person that's supposedly making official decisions making them it just doesn't make sense all the other competitors could have came out at that moment he was like I'm the number one contender you could like you said Finn could have came out Finn's the first one ever he's the first one he's the he's the only rightful one who rightfully can say I'm the number one contender without a match because again never lost the title had to relinquish it. He, if I recall correctly, though, he was the loser in the Fatal Five Way, correct? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if we go in that route. Sure. But it's like, why do I still have to keep competing for a spot I already should have? Yeah. You know, Seth Rollins could come out. We could see uh, Hipster Wyatt come back out because Bray Wyatt's now a hipster. Mm-hmm. He's, not, he's not the face of fear. I'm no. not giving up on Bray Wyatt. How dare I, you? I, I'm giving up on his outfit choices because <laughs> the evolution has gone from the evil, wicked dude from the swamps Yeah. to the dude from Silver Lake, it, California. It's not hipster. It's more Pirates of the Caribbean, I think. <sighs> Is it? 
maybe. Well, they're both synonymous. I've been they're, a they're, they're we've both, both been a Silver Lake. It's <laughs> we've the both same been the same, same thing. They're all swashbuckling. But, but at the end of the day, again, it's I would have said, why are you just automatically laying claim to this? Again, we're going to keep doing this. Roman Reigns should be in the title hunt, and he doesn't have to be. You've got, you got your title picture set, pretty much. Let that play out. Stop trying to throw Reigns in there. Reigns doesn't have to be in there just yet. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do something later come Survivor Series, do that. But you just set this up with Naz, Brock, and Joe. Let them even be, no matter what happens at the great balls of fire. Five. Five. Okay, just wait and see the count go up. No matter what happens there, they could even, let's say, for instance, Joe wins this mm-hmm. at great balls of fire, six. Then at SummerSlam, there could be a rematch. That doesn't automatically throw Reigns in the mix. That's a very good point. We could be, that, hmm. that doesn't automatically throw Reigns in the mix. So for them to do that is kind of weird because it's like you're saying that Joe won't win. Or if he does, no matter what happens, Brock doesn't get an automatic rematch because they don't want to burn out his appearances. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. It cancels. But this is the thing is that obviously they're trying to push Roman to be liked by everybody. But this <laughs> things like this is what makes people like ah oh, like this is what they, this is what makes people hate Roman Reigns stuff like this. It just doesn't make any sense. That's why I enjoyed what he said to Joe because he was so obnoxious about it. I was like, okay, at least choose a direction, choose your right. lane, and he picked the lane of being. The obnoxious, oh, by the way, guys, I retired The Undertaker, in case you forgot. <laughs> like, if you're going to go that route, go that route full bore. But the whole SummerSlam announcement, to me, that casts a shadow over what I think might be one of the greatest matches we see all year, mm-hmm. which is Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. Two men who literally could kill humans <laughs> with their hands. And, and other feet. body parts. And feet. With yeah. everything, pretty much. And just by yelling. Also, did you be... notice this is the first time we're officially saying The Undertaker's retired? Yeah. Because Michael Cole has said he might have possibly retired The Undertaker. Uh-huh. Michael Cole has always said possibly. Now he's like, no, I retired The Undertaker. No, he's gone. He's sure. Gone. He's like, no, he's dead. We're not going to undertake that. Taker chants were hot tonight. So it's like, what, are, do people want to see it? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Do you want to not... see it or is that no. it for sure? Look, Taker yeah. goes sent out a tweet, which sounds so weird to say. Taker sent out a tweet. You can keep chatting my name all you want. I'm not showing up. He did really? Taker tweets. He doesn't have a Twitter, does yes, he? Yes, he does. Taker has a Twitter and a Facebook page he posts from, and it's him. No. I didn't know that, actually. Mark Calloway on Facebook and Twitter. He has both. He is social media okay. active. Cool. Which is well, hilarious. Like, when he was when he was big evil, I, if, if Twitter and everything was out when he was big evil, I could have lived with that. Hold on. When he became the dead man again, I was like, I don't want to see the dead man typing. I don't have enough characters. <laughs> that why is he not? No, why why is he not verified? Yeah, exactly, he's but it's him, it's him, and he's not verified. <laughs> the Undertaker is not verified. verified on Twitter. Do you all hear this travesty? The Undertaker, the man who has been in the WWE since 1990 when he debuted the Survivor Series, is Kane the Undertaker is not verified on Twitter. This is not him. It is him. It is him. <laughs> Unless we're looking at the wrong... I'm looking at one that has 75,000 followers. Yes! Mark Callis. Okay. Mark. He tweets, I will return this Monday. The one before, I will be doing hip a hip surgery starting next month. Going to be a tough one. No punctuation. Come on, Jay. <laughs> that is it. That... <laughs> I don't even no, know this right is now. absolutely... This is a complete parody account who enough <sighs> oh, people wow. started to follow. Mark Callis. Well, great balls of fire. Let's move on.
on. Seven. Seven. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I really did like the fight that happened here. We had the headbutt by Samoa Joe. We got yes. the Superman punch, and you know these two ended up putting on a heck of a match, which we'll talk about later on in the show. First match of the night: Hardys, Hardy Boys with a Z, taking on Gallows and Anderson. And I'll tell you what, I actually thought. The club had him here with the boot from Doom. Matt kicks out, leads to the Swanton after the blind tag for the big dub for the Hardys. I want to. Matt Hardy keeps teasing being broken so much now, he doesn't care anymore. Because the first one, the first they came back, he was trying to calm it down. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they go to television breaks, they say in between those, he's doing the delete stuff. There's a lot of deleting. But sure. now, he's just like, I'm full on with it. And I guess after they did the interview with Corey Graves, where he, you know, acknowledged everything. It's it's kind of like they're going to do it regardless without calling. Here's the I don't know. I mean, none of us are privy to all the legalities between Anthem and what's going on. Right. I still find it ridiculous that Anthem is trying to hang on to this. I mean, I understand they gave them an avenue. Anthem didn't even do it. It was, it was Impact before Anthem mm-hmm. came on board. They gave them an avenue to put that on television. I get it. While you're there, it's theirs. But you got to be kidding me. If, may, I know Bo, uh, Jeremy Boris had a lot to do with the creativity of it. But beyond that, if you tell me anyone on that staff came up with the stuff that the Hardys did... I don't buy it for a second. Again, Brother Nero. Nero is Jeff Hardy's real middle name. Yeah. So it's like you're taking you're taking away from the, you're trying to do what Vince did back in the day. Where Vince was like, you can't when he told the Ultimate Warrior, you can never be the Ultimate Warrior anywhere else. You can be Warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be the one warrior nation, and that's what made the Warrior change his name legally to Warrior. But for them at Impact and Anthem to be like, nah, you can't do this. Let it go. Well, what I point to, and I don't know if you watch Impact, but what I point to is when it goes back to their very, very first broken, mm-hmm. you could tell they shot it by themselves, it was kind of edited weird, and then TNA did their own parody video of it. To me, that showed right there that Impact didn't want to own that video. They didn't want to own up to it, because the first one was really so out there and what many would consider very bad. Mm-hmm. Impact released a parody of the one with EC3 and Eli they Drake, up. Josh Matthews and Tyrus yep. and, um, and Rockstar Spud. To me, that proved right there, we don't want to own this, so we're putting the parody out there. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it becomes huge and popular, and Anthem's like, no, we were there all along. Mick Foley starts tweeting about it and praising it, and they were like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, I never liked Owls, but I really don't like them. Today during this match, uh, and I saw, you know, Matt, you know, reacting to the crowd with the delay. I was like, wait, so are we doing this now? <laughs> like, do they have the rights to this? Like, what's going on here? I was very confused there. Um, mm. For me, the way I see it is I do, like, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit with you. Okay. <laughs> Just a little bit. Right I ahead. do think that Jeremy Borash had a lot to do with I'm sure he did. on that. And I, the way I see it is, if, like, you know, Matt Hardy, he's creative, he's talented. I think, okay, well, why not come up with something else to show that maybe that they didn't really need this. And Oof. the way I see it is, like, they can't take everything away from Impact, you know? Like, they already have the Hardys. Have them do something but else. here's then. the thing. Hardys are ready. They were going to resign. It was Anthem that screwed it up. Mm-hmm. The Sorry. Hardys, they would have, they would have stayed. They literally would have stayed over there. Yeah, they had no, there was no qualms with them leave. They 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 were cool. They were like, yeah, we got a light schedule. We still can do whatever we want to do. We got creative control. Boom. Mm-hmm. Anthem was like, well, listen, here's what we want. Yep. And Matt and Jeff was like, you don't get this, do you? We've been doing this for well, X amount of years. It's kind of like the same thing then with the Rhodes last name. Then why not give it to Cody? You know, it kind of plays off the same the mm-hmm. same thing that we're kind of seeing here. To a certain extent. I mean, Cody's doing just fine by yeah, going oh, back home. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. of course. And, and obviously, the Hardys are doing great in WWE. They had the biggest return in ever, went at WrestleMania, and the most watched video on YouTube and stuff like that. But 
it is interesting. We'll see how it plays out. But they can make any kind of mannerisms they want. There's you can't get them for that. Yeah. And so the question is, what will it lead to down the road after this title chase leads to not winning the titles again? So, um, and as far as Gallows and Anderson, you know, I love those guys, and they're just they're stuck in the middle now. Yeah, because. It's like once they lost in Mania, you have nothing to do with them. And the problem becomes now you have three heel teams. You have the club, you have Shazaro, and now you have the Revival and one face team. Somebody's got to flip eventually. Yeah. Because you got to balance that out. Good comment by Zeno Hour here. Trading Allos and, uh, Gallows and Anderson for American Alpha. Switch brands. I can live with that. Put yeah. them on SmackDown. I can, I can definitely see that. I was hoping that American Alpha, even though it's a whole different show, I was hoping Shelton was going to come up when he was supposed to be cleared and be there either third person or mouthpiece. Yep. I was hoping that, but... Well, you never know. Shelton still might be... He still might be on... I, I, I already know about that one. But it's like, again, if you're not going to utilize them, put them on Raw. Make yep. them elect cause, because they have that energy you need for a Raw. Put American Alpha over there. Yeah. Moving on. Gold Dust Shattered Productions, y'all. Next week, Raw will be coming to us from Los Angeles right here in our backyard. So he says, hey, this is the place where dreams are made, but also the place where dreams go to die. And what well, we all live out here, we've all seen that. <laughs> it happens. It happens all too frequently to people. Sometimes it happens faster than others. Sometimes it's just a slow burn. But he does say next week he is going to challenge our truth and his dreams will go to die. And then we move right on to Elias Sampson. <laughs> and I, I'll tell you what, I, I like him. I, I think this he's he's a good case of the main roster being a much better situation than it was at NXT. For him, yes. Absolutely. For, but the fact that he started catching the what chance. Sure. When he was I was like, we hit him with the what? It's just Why not? Who wants to walk with Elias? I think the better question is who knows what to do with Elias? I think that's the problem because Well, we found out later on in the show. I mean we found out later on, but at first it's like, what are you gonna do with him? Because for weeks he was talking about Dean Ambrose, and you're like, wait, huh? Why? Dean Ambrose is still entrancing this thing with the Miz. Right. He's not going to focus on Elias Samson when he's chasing the Intercontinental title. Then you got Elias about to start playing, and then here comes little James Dean, Mm -hmm. which I'm trying to get behind it. I just want to see the demon. I just really want to see the demon so bad. But I know he's not going to do it. He probably will do it at SummerSlam. If he doesn't do it at SummerSlam, I'm going to be disappointed here's the thing we need to have a reason for it I, I get that I get that but I thought this again extreme rules would have been a reason to do the demon yeah and he didn't do it then I think there's, there's got to be a reason saving it or maybe the club there will be a Balor club other than himself I don't know <sighs> maybe when it comes to Elias, I think uh, today he definitely had a lot of heat on him, so mm-hmm. he's definitely going up there. I kind of thought he was a little funny today, trying to tune his guitar, trying to earn that respect, you know, from oh, yeah. everybody. And um, I, you know, we'll talk about this later, but I am kind of like a little disappointed in terms that his feud is going to be with Finn Balor, mostly because as a Finn Balor fan, I'm, I'm not too excited about that. <laughs> because do you, are you one of the, the Finn Balor fans that immediately wants him to be going for a title right now? Well, I mean, obviously not immediately. I just want something, a few, to get him rolling into that possibility. Well, and I don't see it with Elias so I, far. I got to disagree. I, I think this is interesting to me. I for think Finn? For both. For Finn? For both. Elias Sampson, number one, looks phenomenal. Yes. He definitely looks the part completely. And he is a lot more comfortable on live television 
than he was at NXT, say, a year ago. And he is finding ways to be just so nauseating to where it's like... He, the fans are not apathetic to him. They are feeling strongly about him one yes. way or the other, mostly one way. And so that's all you can ask for. And then the way he attacked Balor later on in the show, kudos. I, I just... I guess my biggest thing is... I don't want this to be a little one-off thing with him. If you're going to do something with Elias, give him a program. Right. You're going to, again, like we said earlier, Finn Balor is eventually going chasing for this universal title. Or do you literally say we're going to build? Because or This, this match will be a great balls of fire. Fire. Eight. <laughs> of course it will. But I thought, so that means at SummerSlam, they're probably finally going to do Balor and Bray. Because they've been teasing that since Bray came over. You might be right. Yep. So that'll probably be SummerSlam. But again, what happens to Elias Sampson? He need I, if you're gonna give him something like this, then don't put him back in top security. Unless you're gonna say, look, okay, at Great Balls of Fire, nine, it's gonna be Miz and Ambrose again for the title with some type of stipulation where it's this is it, mm-hmm. and then you can have that Elias Ambrose feud because since he's been teasing it for two weeks, you can do, you see what I'm saying? I do because there's so many different possibilities, but it's like I don't want to see he's a, like you said, Elias looks great, has the personality, can work in the ring. Give this man something where it's not just him in obscurity. Sure. Him in mid-card hell. Because we see so many people go through that. Yeah. You see so many people get the, oh, this guy looks great, this girl looks great. They can do what they do in the ring, but it's like, what do you do with them? Well, SummerSlam is the biggest party of the summer. It's going to be a long show, so hopefully. It's going to be unnecessarily long. <laughs> Actually, I can't even, I have to leave the morning of from New York. <laughs> I got a college gig, and I can't, I'm not saying, I can't say no to it. Right, of course so not. So I have to fly from New York to, like, Missouri. I forget where the hell it is. Somewhere in the middle of the country. Mm. I'm like, well, I'll just have to watch it at a hotel. <laughs> On the WWE Network. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's NXT that week and other stuff in New York. All right, Finn Balor taking on Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas sighting, guys. <laughs> I love it. And uh, coup de grace for the win. Didn't take too long, but I did like the aggression of Bo. And, um, of course, we saw him later on in the show as well. But, yeah, Finn Balor with the win. And uh, not the last we've seen. We'll see of him uh, in this episode as well. No longer Bo leaving? I don't think so. You know, for a second there when he came out, I was like, oh, man, I forgot I forgot about Bo Dallas just because we haven't, he hasn't gotten very much TV mm-hmm. time, obviously. You forgot about Bo. But, yeah, seriously, that's terrible. Um, but honestly... I really like this, like, very... I'm calling him Savage right now. Is Savage Bo. I feel like he came back, like, more more in shape. He's more... He, I don't know. He just has that thing right now that I'm really liking, and I really hope that we get to see something further with that. With I just want to see him with his brother so bad. It could happen. I want to see... Because of the way he looks now, the Bo Dallas look now works so perfectly with his brother. Sure. I mean, I think they had maybe one time where they were on the same show where they crossed paths and it was very brief and it was no acknowledgement or anything. But I feel like put him with that because Curtis Axel's like, look, we just need something to do with Kurt Hennig's son. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, we'll get to the what happens with them later on. But yeah. I have a comment. Hopefully my brain remembers it and then we'll go. But Corey Graves leaves commentary once again. Gets something in his headset. Has to take off. Then we see the video game trailer for 2K18. I, um, I, mean, I don't have time for video games but it looks like it'd be a lot of fun. Did you notice there was murder in the trailer? It looked like a manhunt, sort of. So, right, it looked like both. Yeah. So you get the guy who's going around, he's in the warehouse, he's breaking everything, breaking all the numbers. beats up the cop. Beats up the cop, then sets the warehouse on fire and leaves. Well, the cop, he ran out. He was kind of unconscious. Well, that was murder. when you start smelling fumes, you run. What if you're knocked out that cold? It's like a smelling salt. It's pneumonia. Oh, sure. It's yeah. pneumonia. That's a, that'll wake you up, not fire. 
Okay. Okay, because I've seen kick-ass, okay? Uh, <laughs> and people died. Fair enough. <laughs> people died. But nonetheless, I mean, the game looks fun. I don't know if you guys play, but... I know. It looks very dark, though, which I was like, okay, that's different. I mean, that's it fun. looks super... I, I, just, I love the commercial, the trailer, because it had all that memorabilia from the people of the past. Mick Foley's mask, uh, the million-dollar belt, the Undertaker's coffins. You had everything. I was like, Austin's 4x4. Four four. I was like, okay, this is dope. I love yeah. it. By the way, correction... Thank you, Javon Garrison. OJ's did Backstabber, not Earth, Wind, and Fire. Our apologies. Yeah. Thank you. And I should have known that because Chris Rock's role with the new album talks all about Backstabber and the OJ's. Remember that sketch? Yes. It's the OJ's! Man. Good call, man. I'm sorry. <coughs> sorry. That's my blackness there. Both, both great. Both great bands. But I guess Earth, Wind, and Fire. I mean, there's so many of their songs are always in my head that I just... What do you remember? Oh, 10! 10! <laughs> yes, we are hitting double digits, y'all. All right, Kurt Angle and Corey Graves backstage. Engo and Enzo and Cash show up. They're not happy. They want to know what's going on with the people attacking them. Kurt Angle's like, I'll get to the bottom of things tonight. I like how for weeks, Angle's like, I don't know what's happening. And all of a sudden, he's like, I'll figure it out in the next hour. <laughs> Kurt Angle's like, I got other things to do, I think. There's something on my schedule. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And I'll figure it out. Something weird about Corey said, I'm, I'm sorry you had a bad Father's Day. I know what happened. I'm like, what? Okay, so they've been teasing this. Kurt Angle is going through some personal issues. Because remember, uh, like, last week or week before, The Miz was like, I know what you're going through in your personal life. And he told him, he was like, hey, man, let's keep my personal business out your mouth. I was like, damn. It's very, it's got to be leading to something to be like, hey, man, I know you had a bad Father's Day. Huh? <laughs> What happened? Was the restaurant full? You couldn't get a, a table? They're going to do Kurt Angle's child support. I just like that Corey is like the new like investigator. He like knows everything about everything right now. It's great. He should He's got be. all the secrets. Corey's a great performer. Why not give him more, more stuff to do? Yep. You know? I just want to see Kurt Angle go, hey, guys, um, they're going to be garnishing my checks. <laughs> I didn't get in with child support payments. What? It's, it's all. What does that have to do with Raw, Kurt? Listen, um, you're in a tag team match. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> and he just walks off. Just <laughs> defeated. <laughs> I, I like it, the fact that we don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's great. It's it's something that's simple. You don't know what it is. And it's 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 a simple thing because you forget about it until somebody brings it up. And then you're like, wait a minute. Which is cool every time. <laughs> it's like, you're like, wait, he had this happen this week, then this week, then this week. And you start seeing everything lead up. You're like, oh, that's the payoff for it. Yeah. And I love Angle as GM since WrestleMania. He's been fantastic He's been, and he loves the you suck thing he loves it with the thing he just embraces it so much it's so, and you can see all the happiness in his heart yeah because you didn't see that impactful while. no it's true I, I said this many times I, I didn't know what he had left and then the first night as GM he had those two funny segments yes he did and I was like he didn't lose anything it's just he was clearly bored with whatever he was doing with Impact uh-huh. the last couple of years he is so I've never seen Kurt Angle so alive again Kurt mm. Kurt like somebody give me a cage what yeah. Kurt you're retired give me a cage we're going to the top you're the GM give me the cage no Kurt we'll see it's Kurt Angle he can't do anything bad in my eyes at all now you're younger than Jay and I you're almost like a, a, a t- kind of a different generation did you grow up yeah you did you were young during Angle's heyday I guess mm-hmm. right I was young yes do you remember or is it one of those things you caught up on as you got older 
Uh, I definitely went through the whole, like, he is, um, you know, the whole angle with him and Stephanie and being, being in love with Stephanie, the whole Triple H thing. During that time, obviously, I was watching presently. And then, um, yeah, that was pretty much, yeah. Okay. my present time. Because I know his, he debuted in the late 90s. Right after, the, like, two years after the Olympics. Sure, so 98. Yep, 98, two years. After, and he came in, and it was like, all right, okay, what is about this dude? And then all of a sudden, you started seeing him work, and you're like, wait, what? Oh, it's insane. You're like, wait, what? How's this, wait? How is this happening? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, a year later, he was WWE champion at No Mercy. You're like, I think it was No Mercy the first time he won. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what just happened? He was that good. He was that good. Still, still is. <laughs> he still really. is, but it just it was so fast. Yeah. It wasn't like it was forced down anybody's throat. It was just so unbelievable that a guy who just won the Olympics for a different type of wrestling has come in and adapted to this business that fluidly and was just taking on all these what we would call future legends. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, it's like, and you're new WWE champion. You're like, wait, WWF, excuse me. WWF champion at the time. You're like, wait, what? It makes sense. You're like, what? And then it just happened and you watched and it was like, okay, I'm with all of this. Mm -hmm. And my best part for him was when they gave him Team Angle. God, I wish they'd have brought Charlie. So good. God, I want to see Charlie Haas and Sheldon Benjamin together. So how young, when you first started, how young were you? Because I was like five and I'm sure Jay was about the same age. Honestly, while messing around, just watching wrestling, like just casually, I was around like six, six, seven years old. you started super young too. Okay, cool. And then, but like officially probably to like eight. Gotcha. Yeah. Your parents couldn't keep you away. No, actually, my mom didn't like it very much. Well. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. All right, Seth Rollins, he hits the ring. He talks about the video game cover for 2K18, but he's very grateful because the fans gave him a second chance. And I actually really, the whole thing, I know Seth Rollins has kind of been in no man's land as far as his personality in a way, but when Bray showed up and Bray called himself a god and Seth said gods are only in people's minds, I love that line. And I kind of dug this thing back and forth a little bit, and then when Bray shows up, Lights come on, Seth dives off the top turnbuckle, bam, takes him out. What do you think? Well, honestly, for me, I'm just like, I I like Bray a lot. Me too, so I love it Bray. It definitely works for me, and I'm just excited to see where this is he all going to go He's a great right worker to me. He, yeah. he goes with the best of them in the ring, because you don't think he could. Mm-hmm. And he keeps up with everybody, and I still to this day love the backbend. When they did the back, him against The Undertaker, when they did the backbend versus the sit-up at the same time, I was like, see, that's beautiful. That's something that two performers who are good at what they're doing at the character that they are to put it together. And he's great. I just want, I get he's a yes man. We all know it. He's a yes man, which is why he's fallen into the way he's fallen. They say, Bray, we want you to do this. Yeah, cool. Bray, do that. Yeah, yeah cool. Bray's not the kind of guy that's, it's, you know, he's um, he's not a, what's the word I'm looking for? He's not a troublemaker. Like, he's, he's a, like, I've talked to him a few times. He's just a great dude. Yeah, he's a great dude. He loves dude. what he does. But I, I think you want some of the guys and the girls, in, in a sense, to just be able to say, hey, I have some ideas. Can we go a little bit further this direction? How about putting me that way? Again, if for those who know the story of Triple H, everybody like Triple H weaseled his way up, but he spoke up when nobody else would, and it made Vince respect him. So I feel like if Bray was like, I have an idea. Can we go this way with it? And it doesn't have to lead to a title, but let's keep this character strong because it gets to the point now when Bray's in the program, you're like, well, I know the end result. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like we're at the point that we should be able to trust Bray because, yeah. you know, come on, he came from Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt. Like, that is, like, night <laughs> Yo, and day. Yo, that's the greatest evolution. So we now. should be able to trust his creative judgment. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying? Right, and I agree yeah. with it. Like, we should be able to trust that. It does Because everybody thinks when someone says and they suggest a program, it's automatically, well, you can push me towards the Intercontinental title or the, the World title, the Universal. No, I just want this program to go this way to make the character build. Yep. You know, but because every program we see him in, 
Bray versus Randy Orton. We knew what was going to happen. Bray versus Jericho. I didn't. I was shocked at WrestleMania. I was shocked and saddened that Bray lost at WrestleMania. I kind of, I knew it. I just knew it in my heart. It was a trend. It was a reason to get the belt off one to put it on Orton without going that way. I knew he was transitional, which sucked. And mm-hmm. it's like, everybody said, well, he was WWE champion. Yeah, I'd rather him be WWE champion, not just a transitional champ. But, you know, Jericho, all these different programs, it's just to further push them. And it's like, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've seen there, been there, done that with been, Randy Orton, et cetera, et cetera, but not with Bray Wyatt. Right. We don't need that with him. You want This guy is one of your new top heels. Yep. Make him that. Keep him that. Keep him strong instead of just, oh, he's going to be in this program, and you're going to be like, eh, this is going to happen, and then he gets buried. Because the WrestleMania match was just the weirdest thing I ever saw with him and Randy. The, the, the projection of the worms and the bugs on the ring, okay, that was cool for being Bray Wyatt, but then you knew the RKO was coming out of nowhere, and it was just one RKO. And Randy Orton even had that smirk on his face. I just want Bray to be stronger as a character to make it where, again, we're doing the whole him and the Kingslayer. Okay, look, Seth Rollins, stop calling yourself the Kingslayer now. WrestleMania is over and done with. Sure. Get, get past that part. Let's move forward. But I want Bray to be stronger. I'm still holding I hope at some point Bray is going to be dominant for a long time. I don't know if it's going to take a faction again i'm not quite sure what it's gonna be mm-hmm. but nonetheless finn balor gets interviewed backstage before he even gets a couple of sentences out elias samson attacks from behind not with a guitar but with a large right forearm to the back of the head who wants to walk with elias don't upstage me again <laughs> i didn't see that one coming i didn't all. either i didn't i go last year i was yeah. like bravo sir Mm-hmm. It was great. I told you. I, I'm into it. I mean, I'm cool with it after I saw that. Again, earlier when we saw just him sitting down and in the little confrontation and he walks off, I was like, okay, they're just going to have him walk off. But then now you see Elias and, and Finn, and you're like, oh, okay, they're going to have a match of great balls of fire. Yeah, at first. Eleven. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Uh, at first, I thought, like, okay, when Finn came out and disrupted Elias, I was like, okay, so they're going to do this. And then when he kind of just gave him that stare off and then he just walked off, I was like, okay, so they're not going to do this. And then when this backstage <laughs> happen- this backstage segment happened, I was like, oh, so they are going to do this. Right. It was just back and forth. Exactly. I love that. But pretty cool, though. TJP taking on Akira Tozawa, senton bomb, and a damn fine one for the win. But, of course, Titus is ringside. Him and Neville trade barbs. First off, Neville can do no wrong in my book. Just getting on the announcer's table, king of the cruiserweights. Him and Titus have a nice little thing back and forth. I don't know where this is going with Tozawa and Titus. I I still don't see anyone taking the title from Neville. I thought if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be Ares. Now it appears that, you know, Ares is going in a different direction. So I don't know. I hope hope they don't give it to Tozawa. It's one person I want to have it, and it's not for a lot of the personal reasons, even though it seems like I want Mustafa Ali to have it. Because his matches he's put on on 205 Live and Raw have been so amazing that they'll praise it and then they put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. We've seen all of TJP. Let's let's get past that. Let's move past that segment. There's other people in the Cruiserweight division he can deal with. Austin Aries, he's going another route. Mustafa Ali should be rightfully next in line for that title. He's done things that you'd be like, okay, we can do this. Yeah. We can run with this with him. Well, it looks like him and... Um Drew Gulak are going to have something going, which is cool. And I right. love the character. It's, it's a character he used to do at CZW, and it's very good. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a perfect antithesis to what 205 Live is. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually going to enjoy what they're doing there, I think. Yeah, I thought that obviously that when it was Neville and Austin, I really thought they were going to give it to Austin. But then when they kept it with Neville, it's like, okay, well, you know, maybe he needs it a lot more. Um, right now, for me, I think that 
oh man, I'm having a blank here, guys. I was going to say something really great and I completely <laughs> forgot it. That's all right. It oh sounds great. Whatever no, you're going to say. The build album. Oh, yeah, amazing. yeah. Okay, I agree I with you. That I love that I loved uh, Titus O'Neil and Tazawa together because I think that they both have like a different like chemistry that works really well. They're both very unique and different. Tazawa sells with his eyes very well. Yeah. He's a very good eye actor, which isn't the easiest thing to do. No, and I think they just blend so well. And it's a kind of like a pairing that you don't really see, you don't really expect it to work, and then it does, and you're like, well, I'm loving this very much. And I don't know where they're going to go with this. Because Tazawa always has that look like, why are you here? Yeah. What is, he's like, what, what What? are we doing? It's uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> and I'm a big Tazawa fan as well. By the way, shout out to Devon for helping out Finn Balor. Oh, Which, yeah. <laughs> let me say something about this, okay? About what, four and a half, three months, maybe about a year ago, you was still out here talking, getting the tables. Now all of a sudden, here you come in a nice purple suit. Tell me, somebody give some help. Let's not do this. Hey, hey, like, hey testify, uh, will you? Right. Oh, my brother. Do we got to get a Deacon Batista? Now. That's fine. But it was just like, I saw d but I was like, out of all the people in the back, we couldn't get Billy Kidman, Fit Finley, nobody else to do it. Well, usually, lately it's been Noble, Adam Pierce, and Fit Finley. Right. But. I mean, hey, if there's anyone that can restore order, it's it's Devon. In a suit. In a, in a suit, looking like he's got a... Okay, look, he looked good. He looked good in a suit, but I just don't want to Maybe see... Maybe he just came from church. I don't know. He, he probably good. did. Okay, we're talking about Reverend Devon, okay? I know. Remember, he's gonna make it. I, I know. <laughs> Put my fame to the table. Yes, I remember Devon's interest music. By I loved song. it. I thought it was great. Yeah. It was the greatest music ever. Please dominate, or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know. Lord, give me path of the righteousness, but... It was just to see, just to see, because I, I, you know, you and I, we all know that as the guys get older and the opportunities are presented to them, they go in the back as producers, road agents, sure. writers, things like that, and they do get involved in various segments. But to see Devon, like, hey, somebody get some help. Just, I've never thought I would ever see Devon saying, somebody, hey, 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 somebody get some help, and then they're just like, hey, you know, no one thought <laughs> you'd see Sergeant Slaughter do that either. And guess what? It happened many times. It happens every week. Sure. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that. I was totally cool with Devon, seeing Devon. Yeah, absolutely. I was cool with that. Our uh, truth, let's get nuts. He accepts the challenge for Los Angeles Raw next week. He gonna get got, Mr. Goldust. <laughs> Can I just say that I feel like we said nut? He said nuts way too much in this segment, and with great balls of fire, I think that's twelve, 12. now. Um, I was just like, that was the first trigger in my mind. I was like, it's too much, too much. Well, <laughs> you gonna get. God. Look, th- these two can do no wrong yeah, in my Ken, book. Chillis can do no wrong in my book. That's one of the homies. He can do <laughs> no wrong. Not just him, Goldust too. Oh, I, when I did a show with Dustin, he was so cool to watch. First of all, to watch him put the makeup on. Cause, you I know, can imagine. To be a fan, I've been a fan, you know, be a fan for years, and to be in the locker room with him and watch him go, oh, this is just normal. <laughs> and the best part is you're doing it in front of a mirror, which everything's backwards. Because like, I've <laughs> seen people do it wrong. I, yes. I saw this one show specifically where dude was painting uh, a certain body part on his on his chest uh-huh. that is generally on the left side of the body. It was on the right <laughs> side of the body. Cause he forgot about the reverse in the mirror. Like, yeah. oh, it's going to be perfect if I do. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> you just let <laughs> What am I going to say? Well, that's why Gold does, does simple design so it's symmetrical. Like, he, what, he, what I've seen him do is he takes a picture of himself. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, all right, I'll do this one so he can remember how to do it. But to watch him do it, I was like, it's genius. Oh, that is beautiful. And, and these two, this is just, I, I, everyone should watch what these two are doing. They are building something that we're all going to care about and all we're all going to want to watch. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have a title. It just has a, a backstabbing and a feud behind it. And, and 
that's what we need more of. You know, it's the last one we had, but unfortunately there was a title involved, was the Jericho Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Because they built that for about a year. That's sure. Great, it was a great build up to everything. You didn't need the title involved. It just so happened there was a title involved. Mm-hmm. And this, the way they're building up this, uh, let's see, do I want to call him R Truth? Do I want to be K Quig? Do we want to be Ron Killings? Ah, he's R Truth. Because you got to pick which name for him. Sure. But to the way they're doing this with these two is amazing. Because, like you said, it's old school. It's just a direct build up. There's not no constant jumps. They aren't even in the ring. You know, they're just doing vignettes backstage. Goldust is doing the old school Goldust. Yeah. Again, somebody tell him, call uh, Marlena up just to yeah. settle that for We one. need cigars. <laughs> we need cigars. We need that for just one day. Mm-hmm. Just one day, especially in Hollywood. Just do this real quick. Be pretty cool. And then I just want K Quick to come out and go, get rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Backstage in the locker room, Curtis Axel is trying to cheer up Bo Dallas. Then the Miz steps in. He says, you know, you guys are fools. You're comic relief. You're going nowhere. No one cares about you. You're never seen on television. Basically trashes them both. Or... You could join me. Become my entourage. I'll make you stars. The casting call you can't say no to. Fade to black. I love the Miz. He's me just too. getting better and better every moment. And even later too. on during the show, I was like, yes, Miz. I never thought I would be applauding the Miz so much. I made you guys stars in the Marine 5. <laughs> How many people have seen the Marine 5? That's the best part about it. He's dead serious. <laughs> He's so dead serious about that. In the Marine 5. It's so good. Moving on, Samoa Joe. He's talking backstage. He said that, you know, Roman needs to realize who he's dealing with. I'm going to leave him a broken man. And Brock Lesnar, I will put him in the clutch at Great Balls of Fire. Lucky number 13. But tonight, he's going to teach Roman respect, which leads into Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. What do you guys think? Well, let's. wow, the ending. Didn't see that coming. But the match itself was fantastic. Like I said, say whatever you want about Roman Reigns and his personality. This guy puts on incredible matches with everyone he's with. But I I think that's a tribute to the guys he's working. Well, whatever. You still have to give him credit, for God's sake. He, he's a good worker. I hear everyone say that. He's a good worker, okay? But he, look, when being with guys like with Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, obviously they're going to bring him up to that next level. Yeah. And I think that that's when he shines the brightest is when he has those guys that are ca- like helping carrying him because it also gives him confidence. And I think when... They have guys like Samoa Joe, like we did. This was an incredible match, but I think it was partially due to uh, Samoa Joe helping him out and, you know, all of that falling in together. Okay, let me do this, because I I will come off as the biggest Roman Reigns hater ever (laughs) if I don't. I get the talent. You already came off that way, man. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. (laughs) I I get the talent level that he has and what the potential of what he could be and also the Roman Reigns character. But... You can tell the difference in his matches varying by the level of talent. Like she said, who he's in the ring with. He worked with John Cena. Mr. I've got sick. They have they worked before? I think they were once. But he worked with people like that. Seth Rollins forced him to step his game up. Triple H was like, I'm doing all I can with you. <laughs> and it, it, it forces him to be a different way. Samoa Joe was like, listen, we're going to do this. You know, you never had to grind this out. Mm-hmm. Joe's been going through the roads 20 years. So Joe knows, look, I get it. You learned the TV way to do this. Sure. But they're giving us a little leeway now. So I'm going to teach you how to work work. And Joe allows him to, Joe takes a lot of heat from him, too. Because, again, Joe could literally thump this dude from ding, ding to ding, ding. Well, Joe Let, can do that to anyone. To anybody. Shout out to Steve Boz when he wants He is that. so, he's the most, I've said this before, he's the most intimidating person I've sat next to. 
Like, he, I'm terrified of him. He whooped my boy at a show we did because my boy sneaked out. He snaked out our other boy to get the match with Joe. And Joe was like, cool. Joe, when he used to do the on the knees and punch in a circle, hit that mark 22 times in a circle and just watch this dude's head just go, uh, 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 uh. And it was like, it was like, is that a work? No, that's his head. Dude comes back down. First, the match is over. Joe comes back down first. Joe like, man, this is a good match. It was cool and everything, you know? He was just calm. Dude comes back down and was like, I need water. <laughs> I don't want to do it. But again, Joe can do that. Yep. And for him to take a guy and say, listen, I could out try to outshine you right now, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to work with you. That's why, that's why I give the credit to the people that Roman works because they have to work because, of course, the character is Roman has to be strong. Mm-hmm. He has to be strong. But it's also, you have these other characters. Joe has to be strong in this match. Joe cannot take this match and not be strong and then go into great balls of fire. Of course. Against Brock Lesnar. why the ending was brilliant. And oh, yeah, all of a sudden we see an ambulance back in. I'm like, who? Is that Heyman in the ambulance? Like, what is happening? I literally thought that Paul Heyman was going to walk out with a neck brace. I'm like, what is, who's this going to be? It is Braun Strowman, Mr. I will be out for six months. Look, I don't know what happened. All I know is I saw the pictures from his elbow surgery. The physical therapist in me believed it. I don't know exactly what they did, but when I see pins and rods in an elbow, that tells me that stuff has to be fixated. Uh It's going to be a while. Maybe he's Superman. I don't quite know what happened. But anyways, he storms to the ring. Joe, Coquina Clutch, passes out. Joe wins. Braun Strowman, in perfect fashion, grabs that microphone. He said, in case you've forgotten. I'm not finished with you. I was in tears it was when amazing. I saw him come because I just wanted another 15 minutes worth of thumping like he did that one time. He was like, "I'm not finished with you." I was, uh, I just want to see 22 minutes of Braun Strowman throwing Roman Reigns off everything he can find. This makes me so happy. Honestly, when I saw the ambulance, I already knew it was going to be Braun because I had read it on Twitter. But the point is, when I saw when the ambulance came through, I was like, "Oh, I did not know he was going to come in an ambulance." <laughs> and then he opens like the doors open he's like Braun I was like yes this yeah. is amazing I cannot believe it I became the biggest Braun Strowman fan like in that moment in the universe like I was just like living and then he comes out and you know does what he does and I was just like yes this is awesome I love it Roman Reigns looked like a little rag doll I, it was perfect Roman's I loved face it. though when he looked at the Titan draw when Roman realized it was Braun he had that Oh, yeah, no, I loved it. He actually had fear in his eyes, like, oh, which is God. great. Roman showed yeah. fear to someone, finally. Yeah, somebody was supposed to be out six to eight months back in six Well, here's weeks. the thing. The elbow is such a, it, it's a very, it's, it's a really hard joint to yes, injure because is. you have nothing protecting it. It's just a whole bunch of ligaments. So if you really did, if, if, whatever the injury was, they said shattered elbow, who knows what that could be, the electronomper, who knows. But if you really have to have the kind of surgery that we thought we saw in those photos, I thought, oh, man, it really is. Pretty jacked right, up. Right, it's a legit uh, surgery. He's out for real. Now, granted, I don't think we saw him use the left arm. I don't know how long he can get away without doing that, but it was great to see him back. Oh, I'm not finished with you. I love how they, they realized that that – I think that accidentally became a catchphrase, and they're like, no, we got to go with it now. <laughs> we got to run with – I'm waiting on the T-shirts. I'm waiting on the broad T-shirts to just say, I'm not finished with you. It would be perfect. I'm going to see you first in line for that one. Yeah. I I rarely order sh- shirts or anything off WWE Shop. I will be ordering that one to cut the sleeves off, sleeves off immediately. Absolutely. So good. And then there's going to be an ambulance match at Great Boss. Oh, yeah. An ambulance match. 
I'm excited for that. I mark out for gimmick matches. Sorry, I love them. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the gimmick match. I just I just hope this isn't a cheap way to give Roman the win over Strowman. Oh man, you can't have a return like that. That's the thing. This, I, I, mm, you, I, I, see, that's the thing. Ambulance matches have to have a definitive winner. You can't really have a no contest because there's essentially no rules, right? So, right. Like, if, if there's a ref going one, two, I would kick that ref in his face. I, I hope they both end up in the ambulance. I can live with that. Yeah. Me too. And it continues. That's fine. And then just some random EMT drives off. Yeah. Like, he don't even know what he's doing. Because I don't want to see – if we have Joe and Lesnar now, I really would love to see this continue. They're too good to just have one match. Mm-hmm. You know? So something different has to happen because the ambulance matches are generally kind of cut and dry in a way. So I would love to see something really strange happen. Maybe they can fight in the hospital afterwards and they both drive off in it. Oh, my God. I'm Maybe. too It hard. has to have something. <laughs> yeah. It has to. Let's hope so. Because, again... Like, well, Great Balls is shaping up to be... Wait, that was a half. Great Balls of Fire, 15, <laughs> is shaping up to be a lot of fun. And I think it has... And I think that's another thing, to be honest. Because of the name of the pay-per-view, the card had to be something that makes you think otherwise besides the name. Because I think it was Denise and I and a couple other people like, Samoa Joe is the only person who yeah. can say the name of that pay-per-view. And you're like, okay... Yeah. Like everybody else is saying, like, I'll see you at Great Balls of Fire. You be like, oh. Joe was like, at Great Balls of Fire, I'm going to take Brock. You're like, oh my God. Even when Braun said it, it was like, Great Balls <laughs> of Fire. I was like, you can put all that girth into it, man. It's still hilarious. But when Samoa Joe said it, I was like, oh, th- this is serious. It's Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I love 19. There you go. <laughs> We're up to 19 already? <laughs> wow. This I is didn't... Raw when the Raw pay per view is called. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize we said Great Balls of Fire 20 times now. Uh, anyways, before we move on, I know he's not part of Raw anymore, but there's a tweet that I just I, I love so much. We used to do a segment called Rusev Tweets on the show because he's amazing. <laughs> and so it's time for – we're bringing it back, y'all. It's time for a Rusev Tweet. Yay. So someone at tweeted Rusev, what's it like being a massive failure right now? Like massive failure. <laughs> Embarrassing to say the least. Hashtag loser. Here's the best part. I know the guy who tweeted that. What? He's a, he's a fan from Australia who's just he he prides himself on getting blocked by by wrestlers. He's he's an obnoxious. But anyways, um, so he tweets that at Rusev. Rusev quotes it and says, "Sorry, it took me so long to respond. I had to find my phone, but my estate is huge, and I had to park my 200k car." What's the question again? I love Rusev. He's the best. You don't mess with him, Mad. You just don't mess with. First Rusev. of all, he's married to Lana. I don't think that's a failure by no. any stretch of the imagination. No nope. major <laughs> points on that one, of dude. That alone, you. Nope. Yeah, that's just what a troll is. That's all there is to it. <laughs> Ms. TV, y'all. There's a couple of bears. He brings out Maurice. He presents her with a brand new clock. Ambrose comes down, finds a way to get champagne all over Maurice. Then the clock gets broken. Maurice storms off. Miz is sorry, but by God, the bears are Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Oh, the Miz. It was you're good. Still, you're still happy about that. Yeah, it was it was funny. I liked this. Maurice was great. She stormed off. She's pissed. I feel like at this point she just wants to be mad at the Miz, you know? I'm loving these two. The feud is just it's fun. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. And I love the details that the Miz went into with the grandfather clock saying he stayed up, you know, all those nights when she thought he was on on the couch, he was on YouTube looking at this videos. I was like, Whoa, I need to go to YouTube and find out how to make out this grandfather clock because sure. he said he used glue and all those this sort of stuff I was just like dude you're really selling this grandfather clock and then it gets destroyed and I was like poor grandfather clock all that work for nothing Dean Ambrose can't keep anything intact whether it's a plant or a clock (laughs) 
<laughs> they all everything just gets broken. And the fact he didn't do anything really, he just stood there every time something kept happening. He was like, I, I have nothing to do with this. Yeah. And Maurice was like, when he was trying when the Miz was trying to wipe the uh, the champagne off, Maurice was like, don't you touch me, don't touch me, don't touch me, don't. It's great. And, and now we got an entourage. I'm excited to see do Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Do they go like you know suit? Do they clean it up? You got to. Yeah, you go suits, but the problem is, didn't we do that already with J&J Security? Way different. J&J Security literally were like valets, like parking valets, not okay. like take you to the ring. Yeah. These two are legit going to be almost like um, assistants, if you will, I think. Okay. So Damien Sandow times two? Only... Minus the mimicking? Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Sandow didn't necessarily... He did protect Miz. I think these two are literally going to be the wall in front of the Intercontinental title, and I dig that. Because that's, aside from Maurice, he's going to have so much keeping him from losing that title. He can keep it for a long time. Yeah, he's They're going to be like now. the Singh brothers to... Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. There you go. Or uh, the Edgeheads to oh, Edge. Oh, I hope they wear the same outfits. But oh. I hope they shoot like an Entourage style, like the TV show intro with the four of them. Oh my God. I can't, I w- I'm waiting to see. So now you got me waiting to see the intro video package they're going to do with them. I just So do you cut hairs? Does Bo cut his hair? I, I say ponytail. So yeah, ponytail. What about Curtis Axel? Curtis? Man bun. Bogo's man bun. Bo- okay, Bogo's man bun. I yep. can see that with the Hollywood thing. Sure. What do we do with Curtis Axel? Trims because, the goatee. Because that hair has to, that, he's balding. It's thinning so bad. It's just like. He trims the beard up a little bit. Okay, because he looks like, I'm just, I have nothing else to do him here. Okay. So just trim his beard up and we're good. He, he looks good in a beanie. Could have put a beanie with the suit. My problem now, my, here's my problem behind that. So he has the protection. Miss has the protection now. Of course, again, at uh, GBOF. Ha! I figured out how to do it at an acronym. Okay. And Great Balls of Fire. That he does. He does. He has a match against again with the Miz. What happens then? Because if he loses, he's going to challenge him again at SummerSlam. But then if he wins, Miz wants a rematch. How long do we keep dragging this program out? Is the question. Uh, it depends on how people respond to it. I think so far people are enjoying it. Depends on when Miz has a new movie to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> or Ambrose. He's a, he's been in movies now. Yeah, they're both doing it, but they're all WWE studio. Whatever. <laughs> you want to give me a role? I'm in. Want me to play a phone operator? I'll do it. Yeah, that's true. I you mean, know, don't act like you're gonna say no. I mean, I've done, you know, having done a couple of movies, I'm cool with it. But it's like when somebody say, "Yo, we want you to be uh, opposite Bo Dallas in the film." Sure. All right, so who's gonna be the lead? Well, Bo Dallas. What is Bo Dallas's credits? Well, he was the NXT champion. I've been in a Spike Lee joint. Mm-hmm. Which know, one? I'm, I'm in Chirac. Oh, okay. And Wesley Snipes' right hand man. We'll talk about that after the show. Okay. But it's just that I, I get it. I guess because until the Miz has another film to film, but I just th- this is a good program. But again, how long does it go? Because again, the go back to the Elias Samson thing after Finn Balor. What happens next? The way he was calling out Dean Ambrose is that's that whole intertwine with everything I was talking about. Where do you go with all these different angles? Mm-hmm. And again, if you're going to take the Entourage thing with the Miz seriously, again, that's another heel tag team. To yeah. put into that tag team fray. It's so much that can happen. It's just that I don't think creative thought any further down the line than maybe the next pay-per-view or two. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> <laughs> you and I both know this. But I think that's what happens. So it's like, I would like for them to start having long-term plans. Again, yeah. back in the day, it was WrestleMania happens. After WrestleMania, we're going to a whole new year. Mm-hmm. We're gonna I, go- Look, 
You're preaching the choir. <laughs> That's why y'all should go to the Red Carpet Rumble this Sunday for Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. We have so many great stories, and we're going to have a couple of payoffs, perhaps. It's going to be amazing, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But, Denise, next. You want to talk more about The Miz, or are we good? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. You had your Miz, Phil? I had my what Miz, Phil. Yo. The Miz and Maurice are the only two bad people in this faction, and the tag team is like a babyface tag team. You know, I see people cheering for them for sure because they're like maybe they're bumbling. Cheer them for sure because they're back and they're excited to see them. Yeah, that makes a lot of. They're like very near to well, kind of like bumbling. Who you know, maybe they don't get all the little Hollywood things right that the Miz wants. Yes, I can. Okay, I I I follow you. I follow you guys. I follow you guys perfectly. That that. could work. That could work. Next up, we have the Titus brand, y'all. Titus and Apollo Crews taking on Sheamus and Cesaro in a tag team match. Yes. Jimbo nailed it. <laughs> so it was not a great night for the Titus brand. It was not an undefeated night. Unfortunately, they fell short to Sheamus and Cesaro. Da, da, da. To Cesaro. Yeah. Cesaro. Any thoughts? They didn't even get a real entrance. <laughs> Did you notice they didn't even give them a real entrance? Well, I mean, Titus Brand, he was on a lot earlier in the show. I'm talking sure. about Cesaro the Chance. Oh, well. They didn't even get their normal entrance, you know, with, with Cesaro coming out doing all this and posing. The shebang. The full shebang. It was like, by the time we came in, they was already spun around and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Headed to the ring. It was like, hurry, get, get this out of the way. Get this out of the way. Let's do this. Again. Where we definitely need more face teams, you know, for Cesaro and Sheamus. Right now, they're kind of like, you know, we're these big, great, tough guys. And we don't have anyone to really face. You know, we're kind of seeing a lot of shifts there. Um, this match finished before I even realized it was done. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It was like one second it started, and the next it was over. I was like, wait, whoa, what, what happened there? Um, but, yeah, they just need more people to work with. Yeah. Well, we'll find out in the future what happens there. But nonetheless, still loving the Titus brand. And now the main event. It's a crime caper that's solved. No, you've got the the women's match. Oh, my God, I did. The women's breakdown. I got here late, so I was trying to catch up. It was Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Oh, yeah, it just became a big... uh, Just came a... A rumble, kind of. The whole whole women's roster cleared... Again, why? Why do they have... It started off as a... (laughs) Simple one on one, one on one, and then people. Ugh. All of a sudden, then comes uh, Emma uh-huh. and Alexa Bliss, who seemed to be teaming Alexa up. Alexa Bliss was already there because she was yeah. at the uh, she was at the ring announcement. Right, she she yeah. was already at ring announcement. Then here comes Emma. Then all of a sudden, here comes Dana Brooke and Mickey James. Then here comes Bailey, and just really just attacking Alexa Bliss, and it's just like okay, again, why do every t- why is it every time on both shows? that every time the women have to have something, it has to be every single woman in the women's division. You can build up these individual matches and stop putting everybody in at the same time. Yep. Again, Sasha Banks, she's not in the title picture right now. Sure. Cool. Whatever. Let her go against Alicia Fox. Let her go against uh, Emma. Whatever. Bailey and Alexa Bliss are the thing right now. Let that happen. You don't need to keep putting all seven of them in the ring together. I think right now that it just got so mixed up where they all kind of have a little beef here and a little beef there with each other because like like Mick, Mickey and Dana, they have this thing where they started with Alexa Bliss where they were pissed at her and now they're pissed at Nia and I don't even know anymore. They're all just like mad at each other. So I think that's what happened there, the, the whole like craziness. Um, but I was just so glad to see Bailey back and kind of just like kill everyone in the ring today. It's like she learned from that interview with Corey Graves. She's like, she got remotivated and she was great. 
I mean, she came in with some, with some good running knees and everything. I was like, oh, look at the aggression. Yeah, and it's it, with, with Alexa, I, I'm a huge fan of Alexa. She's great. I still think Mickey James definitely has another title run left in her. She is so good. Like, mm-hmm. if you put her in the ring with virtually anyone else tonight, and, and you, they're in there for 10, you just see that Mickey is just better than everybody else. Yeah. Absolutely. When they brought her, remember when they brought her back at NXT? And everybody was like, "Wait, what's about to happen?" Mickey James, she came back, and then she was like, "Yeah, I haven't lost a step. I don't no. know. What you, I don't know what you thought." Even yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. And I, I think if, if Alexa hangs on to the, maybe Denise, you maybe will agree on this. I don't know. <laughs> if Alexa hangs on to the title for a while, I think Mickey, of anyone on that roster, is the perfect person to take it off her down the road. Uh, I'm going to say yes and no. I, I love Mickey James. I think she's incredible. And I feel like if they brought her back, they should give her, you know, a chance at the woman's title. Because, you know, then why else do you bring Mickey James back, and you then know? And she loses it and makes that person. Yeah. I feel like, uh, again, I, I love Alexa Bliss. So I do definitely want to see her, like, kind of, like, be that, like, badass woman that could be like, oh, you know, like, no one's going to take this belt off of me. Whether or not it should be Mickey, I'm not entirely sure uh, on that one yet. Yeah, I do love both women. Um, but I do definitely want to, I don't want to see, I just don't want to see Bailey fall down like this, like, hole, you know? I want to see her, I want to see her do something and be a part of something and be more meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I did see a glimpse of that today, like you said, more of the aggression when she came in today, because that's obviously what lacked during her kendo stick match, which was the aggression. So I hope that we start seeing a revamped <coughs> Bailey. Right. And, um... Yeah, that's to me. Bailey could have disappeared for a little bit and to make it a bigger impact when she came back. Absolutely, you don't just one week you're off TV, the next week you do an interview, the third week now we're saying you're back. It's like okay, we're good, we're glad to see you. But if you'd have built up that anticipation more, yeah, when she came back, the pop would have been bigger because it was a big pop she got. But the way she came back, House of Fire, it would have been way bigger. And like you said, it would have meant a little bit more. Mm -hmm. It would have meant more. But again, it's creative not having the full idea of what they want to do because again you send out all seven women in your women's division go everybody yep and I think we, who knows what the decision making process is you know prior to a show <laughs> we, no one knows well, 15 minutes before the segment <laughs> anything anything can happen that's for sure but uh, moving on main event is like we said earlier the crime caper is being solved Kurt Angle brings out Enzo and Cass, then he brings out the Revival, then he brings out Big Show. Big Show says, look, at this point in my career, I'm not hitting anyone from behind. I love Show here. He was great. He's like, come on, bro. I'm not going to do that. Then Corey Graves actually stood up and he said, um, well, Cass, the the medical team says you they never treated you last week. And Cass is like, that ah, was the, the EMT, the, those guys. He's like, no, there's no record of that either. And uh, he's like, I know what happened last week. And they show security footage of Cass strategically placing himself face down on the ground. I knew it. I knew it all along. The second we found the gold chain, I was like, it has to be Cass. Come on, you hear it in this tone of voice, in his facial expressions. I was reading between the lines on that one. This was sad. Yeah. <laughs> it was, man. It was, again, reminiscent of the Rockers split up on the barbershop segment. A little with bit. Bruce, Bruce I mean, the Rockers had a much longer... You know, run together. I mean, of course, yeah, it was a much longer. You're not going to get teams, of course, that long, but no. it was that that breakup because you you came to know and love Enzo and Cass when they debuted. That what was the night after WrestleMania when they got oh, called yeah. up. The the moment the music dropped, the crowd went nuts. And and part of me, and I think a lot of people feel this way, kind of agree with Cass in a way. Like Enzo did get in the way a lot, 
there were some times where like even the crowd was getting sick of Enzo over the past year. There are certain moments, but then when Enzo shed that single tear, oh dude, you just want to <laughs> hug him. Like that is a difficult thing to do. Enzo's an amazing performer. The way he responded to Cass, because Cass had a long diatribe. You're the reason I've never been a champion. I'm the star. I'm the future. I'm where the money is. Your mouth writes checks. Your ass can't cash. Me and you were through. Long thing. And Enzo's responses the entire time. And then when he started crying, I'm like, damn, bro. Good job. It was amazing. It was amazingly sad. Um, I did love everything that Cass said, even though, you know, Enzo could never possibly ever annoy me because, to me, he's perfection. Um, But uh, honestly, the way I see it is that was a great segment. And that tear, that one single tear, took it to this whole (sighs) next level. And... I just can't wait to see them, you know, now feud against each other, obviously. But I do, like, don't want to see after this whole cast thing, I don't want to see Enzo fall down in, like, the lineup here. The boot that cast delivered. <laughs> he delivered a boot straight up. I, we got to talk about the unsung hero of facial expressions in that ring. Angle. Kurt Angle. <laughs> Kurt's face was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? He was all of us back home. <laughs> he was representing us. He was like the meme of that one girl. Like. <laughs> the whole time. I mean, for like six minutes straight, Kurt face was like, what? <laughs> he had that like 227 look like, child. The, the Jack A. Harry, child, Mary. <laughs> Mary. By the way, Corey Graves, much better detective than Kurt Angle. Can we agree yeah. on this? Because Kurt don't know what Kurt. I, I'm a, I'm a, Kurt was I'm open. He's like, I hope someone's getting an answer for I'm me. A, I'm gonna get this. I'm, I'm gonna get this together. <laughs> I'm a, I'll be back. Okay. Corey Graves was like, I got, a, I got somebody on my earphones. I got this thing here. Yeah. I was like, how do you not know about the security footage? I feel like that's something he should well, know about first. Do you all remember GTV? Remember the old GTV things, the little hidden camera that used to happen? Sure. Because that was how we got Val Venus got whooped by the big show in the that's bathroom. Right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they call you the big show, huh? Which was really awkward. But those different things, I was like, yo, are we bringing back? When he's like the security footage. I said, they bring back GTV. And that camera looked like it was right over his head. <laughs> Somebody was like, hold on with the camera. It looked like, it looked like a camera jib almost swiped down and bopped him one. No, no, no. Okay, just don't look up. Just don't whatever you do. <laughs> but wow, this I loved. I loved all everything about this. I'm, I'm surprised that this happened because they still some. They have a lot of merchandise they sell together. But I'm very intrigued to see where this goes because man, this is really like I said. I after seeing the way Enzo performed and seeing him cry, I loved it. He was so great, and then I, Cass was too. I loved it. I just don't. I just it was. It's so weird now to see what happens with them because they worked because they complemented each other. Enzo didn't have to be the workhorse and Cass didn't have to be the mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. They were they complimented each other because of that. And now it's like, what happens? Where, where where do you put Enzo in this roster aside being somebody else's mouthpiece of manager without him getting just thumped every which way every week? That's the thing though, but he can talk like none other. There's a character there's no there's no character like him. Oh no, not at all. Not at all. But so. what happens but what happens when they say, Enzo, you got a match against who? Uh, one of the members of the club in either one, one of the members of the revival, either one, right. or any. You see, what I'm saying you just random people, and you just see an Enzo getting flung around the ring. What do you think, Denise? Honestly, for me, I feel like with the way Enzo can talk, I think we can kind of fool the crowd with you know him not being like you said, like the muscle. I think that there is no reason why we should see um, Enzo become like a jobber per se in the later fu- mm-hmm. the latter future. And uh, I think if they give him the right the right 
the ever they give him everything right, then everything should be okay with him. And I don't I don't see any reason why he needs Cass. I do mm. think see more why Cass would need Enzo though. Because I feel like, you know, like you were saying earlier, you can teach person, you can teach someone how to be a good worker, but can you teach them personality? Right. You know, and it goes somewhere along those lines. I think Cass, he's. I think he can talk plenty for himself. Especially, it's almost like no one thought Neville can put a paragraph together, and all of a sudden, guess what? He's the best thing on television. I'm not saying Cass can do what Neville can do. What? I was like, knowing him personally and seeing him and talking to him backstage, I was like, oh, if you ever get called up, they will never have you talk. I literally used to think that they will never have you talk. And who who was wrong? You and a lot of other people. (laughs) And a lot of people were wrong. And I'm glad for it. And I think (laughs) if given the opportunity and you know yourself, it's as a heel, it's it's a lot easier to talk. Yes. And I think. Cass in this situation, I think he's going to shine, and I think he's he's going to be in a really good position. Enzo's going to be very interesting. I mean, how much more does he have as far as in ring? Who knows? But he could be a manager for thirty years if he wants to. This is true. This is what I think they're going to do with Enzo. I think they're going to put Enzo with Kurt Angle, and he's going to be Kurt Angle's assistant, and Angle's going to build up his confidence so that he gets a match with Cass. Hmm. So we don't get so we don't get one honestly at Great Balls of Fire. We don't we don't 22. get it. We don't get it just yet. I'd hope not. No, it's too soon. You get it at SummerSlam. Too soon. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Because, you know, sometimes when they do these breakups, it's the immediate pay-per-view coming up. They hurry up and throw a match against each other. I mean, we could see Enzo eventually maybe helping Kurt Angle out as far as the GM duties. Yeah, that's what I think we were saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really funny, too, because both of them going at it. Well, remember the first time when Kurt met them two and he was doing the whole thing, he was like, my name is Enzo Amore. Kurt was like, Okay. Yeah. And he just kept going. Kurt was like, "He's like, I love when he goes, you can't tease that." He's like, "Not any school I've ever been to. <laughs> Not any school I've ever been to." <laughs> I mean, it, it's a great way to end the show. I mean, I know Raw's it's difficult. It's three hours long. It's it's you know it's gone through its issues, especially with SmackDown generally being com- more compelling and mm-hmm. on fire lately. We can't talk about um, Money in the Bank because we have no time left, and also it's a SmackDown show. But we watched it, and it was very interesting to say the least. Yes. But Raw was interesting too tonight. Yeah, the ending was definitely, I think it made it worth watching Raw, you know, for the ending and a few other spots during the show. Yeah. I just want to see Joe kick Roman Reigns in the face like he did Brock Lesnar. I think they told him, don't you be throwing no foot out there like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is entirely possible. Uh, but that's what we have for you this evening on the show. Jimbo Frank, why don't you put yourself over? Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo the Booth. Check out Xbox 12360 this week. We'll have on Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. Beautiful. Jay Washington. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. More so, Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Jay Washington, M R J A Y W A S H I N G T O N. And check out the Trusty Psychic Podcast on iTunes. All right. You Denise. Guys, you guys can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo. Boom. At Jay Quasto, Twitter and Instagram. San Diego Charity Show this Wednesday at the uh, Comedy Store in La Jolla for Regular Hero, my foundation. All the money goes directly to kids and their families who need it. So if you know anyone in San Diego, please spread the word. We want to have a great crowd this Wednesday, 8 p.m. Hit me up on social media for any questions. Chicago Comedy Bar, Jay's hometown. Yes. I will be there July 14th to 16th. Chicago, I know we have a lot of Chicago people watching this show and listening. Come out and see me. I'll tell you all about it if you have any uh, questions. And this Sunday, the Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Red Carpet Rumble our biggest show of the year we have so much great stuff coming up if you're in SoCal you best believe you gotta be there guys thanks for watching thanks for listening we'll see you next week 
from executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.